Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the final hour of power here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you till 10 o'clock tonight. Before we dish things over to the JR Sport Brief, coming up in about a half hour or so, our pal Keith Pompey, who covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philly Inquirer, he's set to join us to give us the latest on the James Harden fiasco. We've kept up to speed on the James Harden situation ever since he opted in to that $36 million player option last week. Uh, Basically, Opted into the player option with the hopes of being dealt uh, to the L.A. Clippers. That's the team that has surfaced uh, where James Harden allegedly wants to go. He was at Michael Rubin's all-white party last weekend, and drinks were flowing, and Joel Embiid was outside. Tobias Harris was outside. But apparently, that did not do enough to move James Harden to want to stay with the 76ers, as GM Daryl Morey uh, might have hoped for, but... We'll get to the bottom of James Harden and the Sixers coming up at 9.30 when Keith Pompey joins the program. Right now, though, I want to take your calls. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We let you hear from Tom Lavero of the Washington Times. We also let you hear from D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson, both alluding to the fact that a Washington Commander Stadium in D.C. at this point in time seems like a pipe dream, right? Commanders fans out there, if D.C. is not the home of a new Commanders Stadium, where would you want it? We've gone over some ideas in Maryland. We've gone over some ideas in Virginia. I continue to contest that I just think fans aren't going to be willing to travel from D.C. and Maryland all the way to Virginia, but Who knows? I think Metro obviously helps all of that, but I I don't know. It's just, it's hard to me, man, to try to wrap my brain around this because FedEx, as I've alluded to a couple of times here, I think FedEx is in a good spot. It's just about commercializing the area, renovating the current stadium, and then they got to do something about the walk that you have to take from the Metro all the way to the stadium. It's a very long walk. Yeah, not that the Sportsbook would ever do it, but uh-huh. I would like to see FanDuel put out odds for stadium sites and see which one is favored and which one is, you know, like a long shot. Yeah. Well, look, I, that that would be interesting. And, of course, our gambling savant of the program here, Eminem, is giving us ways to lose our money. But that would be – it would be interesting, though, bro. I, I do agree with that. 
I feel like, what did we say? We talked about the National Harbor site. We talked about FedEx. We talked about Dumfries. We talked about Dulles. I believe, was it Rick Snyder? I believe it was our pal Rick Snyder, uh, who, who is a columnist here at 106.7 The Fan. I believe he was on the Beltway Blitz two days ago with Danny Ruye, and he mentioned another location in D.C., something Cove. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about, Eminem? Falls Cove. I, if anyone out there is, is hip to what I'm talking about, please correct me. I don't want to sound like an idiot in front of you all, but Rick Snyder, Rick Snyder threw out another area in the district, and that interests me. Because where else outside of the RFK location would make sense in D.C.? And I'm genuinely asking that because, like I said, I'm a Marylander through and through. Montgomery County born and raised. I really don't know much about the city. So I'm tapping in with you all. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Let's go out to Virginia, the place that I think no Commanders fan would go if the stadium was built. Alberto is in Manassas. What's going on, baby? How you doing? How you doing, man? Okay. Yeah, you're, you're you're totally way off about the you know Redskin fans or the, the Washington uh, mm-hmm. football team fans in uh, Virginia. They're everywhere here. Um, I mean, I mean, even if you look in Prince George's County, Prince George's County, half of the county, you know, they're they're rooting for the Ravens. You know, yeah. here in Virginia, it, it's it's all you know Commanders, right? Whenever I go so, out to Virginia, though, Alberto, you know what I see? I see Patrick Mahomes jerseys. I see Joe Burrow jerseys. I see Josh Allen jerseys. Well, that's because they're winners. Yeah. But um, but no, I I think I think a good I think a good bet is going to be it's it's going to come out to the Dallas area. I mean they built it out here, um, it's newer. And when Virginia does something, they do it right. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to see the same thing, you know, in uh, in D.C. or in uh, Prince George's County. And really, it, it was a done deal. They were going to come to Virginia if not for the whole Snyder incident, right? Right. So now that that's kind of behind them, I can see, you know, I can see Virginia coming back on board and even, you know, putting some money down towards it. Uh, D.C. doesn't have the money to do it. And on top of that, you know, D.C. is such a mess politically that I don't even yeah. think Congress would approve, you know, having a, a stadium built there. And, you know, and then you just made one last thing before I go. Uh-huh. You made mention about what, uh, you know, what, what the Nationals area was before, you know, the, the Nationals came to town. And it, it was black. That's what it was. And now it's white. So that, that, that's what you're going to see, you know, if you start building stadiums, you know, you're going to see a lot more gentrification. And I don't know if, if we want to see that. Thank you. Hey, look, you made a hell of a point, Alberto. I appreciate the call as always, my man. Yeah. I mean, that is that is legit. I mean, the only thing, and I keep harping on this, and maybe it's because I'm from Maryland. I just can't get myself to believe and buy, no matter what survey is done in the Washington Post or, or your favorite news outlet. I, you're not going to convince me that there are Commanders fans just skipping all over Virginia. I don't buy that. I just don't. Let me put it to you like this, right? When we go out to training camp in two weeks, and you look at all the license plates of all the fans that are driving in. Don't see no damn Virginia plates. It's all D.C. and Maryland. I don't know, man. That's just that's just me. I do understand what the last caller said about you know Maryland, the state of Maryland, and newer fans that are my age, youngest in charge, but I'm only 25. So a lot of fans in my demographic in Maryland, a lot of my friends, excuse me, are not Commanders fans. Actually, in my entire inner circle of friends, I don't have. I got like two or three fans that friends that really root for the commanders. So like 
my age demographic, people are rooting for the Ravens, and people are rooting for teams that have franchise quarterbacks, a la the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills. So I don't know, man. I I, I am I'm gonna have to see. I keep saying I don't care about the data, but then I say I'm going to have to see data. I don't care about the data. It's the eye test for me, man, just based on people I talk to. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I just feel like we were having attendance issues at FedEx Field because, allegedly, of Dan Snyder. That's what a lot of folks want to blame on them not coming out to the stadium is because Dan Snyder was the owner. If you move out, to Virginia, which I'm totally against. I don't know. I need to. I need. I need to do some more research and digging on this. Admittedly, I, I really do. The one thing that intrigues me about Dulles and some other Virginia sites is the metro accessibility. Now that could mitigate the problems of Marylanders and DC folks coming out to VA if the metro could easily shoot you there, and it wasn't some type of long trip, and there wasn't a lot of hassles and hoops that you'd have to jump through, that would work. That would work. And it seems like Virginia, based on the way Metro is being expanded, the blue and the silver line, seems like Virginia is fully prepared for a commander stadium. I would hate it. I would hate it. I just would. People are probably thinking, man, what does this kid have against Virginia? I'm a Marylander through and through. I want my team in Maryland or D.C. Let's go to AJ in District Heights. What's going on, AJ? Hey, hold on, please. AJ, you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Got gotcha. you. Yeah, I definitely agree with you about the Virginia thing. I I would not go to a game if it was out Virginia. Well, that's one Marylander um, so saying that. Thank you. That, that that's out for me. Um, the traffic is terrible. It, it it just no. It's just not not looking good for me. The DC site would be the perfect place to me. I think they can develop it because they. They still plan on developing that River Tourist area too, right off the Anacostia. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that's the area that, that the other guy was talking about, AJ. Rick Snyder. I think that's yeah. what Rick Snyder was talking about. Yeah, River Tourist. Yeah, they, they plan on building that up. So that's right there, right off, right by RFK. So that would be the perfect site. Um, as far as Maryland go, I don't think they, like the other colleges say, I don't think they would do it right. Um, so, so they're out, but I'm with you. If, Wait, hold if on, the AJ, 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 does this have to do with, do you not like Westmore or something? <laughs> Why do y'all no, think Maryland's going to do it wrong? It doesn't, it doesn't have nothing to do really with Westmore particularly, but it just has something to do with the whole government function of Prince George's County per se. Okay, now that's um, fair. That's fair. I dig it. Um, cause like, think about when they built FedEx, they could have, like you said, they could have built the stadium. I mean, the, the Metro closer to the stadium, they could have built restaurants and things, all around that stadium, it could have been nice to begin with, right. and they didn't do that. So yeah, I, I'm not willing to roll my dice on them again. Personally, I think this area is, is as expensive as it is to live in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I don't think none of us should be paying taxes to billionaires and millionaires personally. Yeah. That's ridiculous, especially how expensive it is to live in this area. So I think D.C. would be the, the perfect place at this point. If not, I'm still rocking with FedEx. I just want them to win. Yeah. I'm not a bougie football fan, so I'm going to get drunk at the stadium regardless. Right. I, 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 if they win it, I'm going to get even drunker. So, um, so yeah, I, yeah, I think FedEx would be fine if they was winning. Yeah, if I they was it. winning, because Kansas City, I mean, they haven't built up – I mean, I'm sure they renovated Arrowhead, but Arrowhead looks the same to me like it did in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but they're rocking in it. <laughs> but so, you know why they're rocking, though, AJ, like you said. 
I, I it's know, all about I winning, man. I appreciate the call, my man. Appreciate you tapping in as usual. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Eminem, I know you see you wanted to tap in on this here real quick. Yeah, so I was just doing some research mm-hmm. on uh, how expensive land is in Dulles. So the average acre right outside Dullest Airport goes for $1.5 million. <laughs> FedEx Field is on 200 acres of land. So if you did that math, $300 million just in purchasing the land to build the stadium on. Not including, yeah. Nothing, just the land itself, $300 million. See? I mean, whew. that's what I said. Whenever I talk about this, it gives me a damn headache at the end of the night, man. It's so many differing variables that ultimately are going to go into what decision gets made. But, man, as somebody who's a regular middle-class civilian, when you start talking about numbers and dollar figures, 300 M's, I'm sweating here in the studio. Y'all, that is uh, a number financially that I can't quite comprehend. But another number I just looked up is their practice facility in Ashburn sits Uh on 162 acres. So if they sold that land and then moved to a different practice site, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just 162 no, acres. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig it because that's that's all we have to do here at this point is spitball. And the reason we're spitballing, if we have a second here, I mean, I want to play the cut again from our pal from our pal Tom Lavero, and then I want to play the cut from DC Council Chairman Phil Mendelson. Um, we'll take your calls as well. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Before we get back to the phones, I want to play the cut again. For anyone who's just now joining us, Tom Lavero of the Washington Times yesterday hopped on with Doc Walker and Scott Jackson, who were in for B. Mitch and Finley, and Tom Lavero gave a very damning statement on the future of a commander's stadium. As far as the stadium, here's the big problem with the stadium. I've been told by pretty reliable sources that the Harris Group doesn't have any money to build a stadium. I mean, they, they were lucky to get the $6 billion together, you know, to buy the team. They don't have the money to build a stadium. Whoever's going to build a stadium for them, they're going to have to pay for it. It's Tom Lavero giving us the ugly truth is what I'm going to call it right now. I also want to let you hear from D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson. He joined the Kevin Sheehan Show yesterday and had this to say in regards to a commander stadium and who'd be paying for it. Well, the challenge with the stadium, and a majority of the members have been opposed to uh, a professional sports stadium there. Um, the primary challenge is who's going to pay for it. We just adopted a budget for fiscal year 24, included a capital improvement program for six years. We are maxed out in our borrowing, I think, three of the six years which is to say we can't add any more borrowing. I know I said maxed out in three of the six, but that affects the entire plan. Uh, There's not another penny to borrow. That's the line of the night for me, and the line of last night as well if you were tapped into overtime. D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson on a commander stadium saying there isn't another penny to borrow, a.k.a. you better get your money right before you come out trying to build a stadium in D.C. Let's go to Cody in Springfield. What's going on, Cody? Hey, Hey, what's up, man? I appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, so, look, man, no offense, man, but you're looking like Swiss cheese right now because there are so many holes in the argument that you're trying to make. And let me talk to you about two of them. One is I'm a Maryland boy. I'm a transplant in Virginia. Maryland is Ravens territory, okay? Like the entire state is like 1.5 times Rhode Island. 
the entire state is Ravens territory. So when you talk about are people coming out to Virginia versus people coming out to Maryland, everyone in Virginia is dying for a stadium for the Washington Commanders. People out here are dying for a team. That Cody, they can you're talking about, Cody, are you talking about the 15 of you all? No, 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 no. No, hear me out, because here's what you said. This is, these are your words. You said, I want to see the eye test. And then three seconds later, you said, and oh, by the way, I have no friends in Maryland who are Commanders fans. So there's your eye test, okay, first of all. But that's and just because of, all, of my age, bro. You're, I, you sound like you're young too, Cody. How old are you, my guy? I'm 36. Okay, you're 36. So I'm 25, right? I have yeah. not seen an ounce of success in either of my friends with this franchise. So it makes sense right. why they're not fans, bro. Right. No, but hear me out, though, so, right? So you said you want to see the eye test. You don't care about data. You want to see the eye test. Well, data and the eye test shows that people aren't coming to the Maryland Stadium. They're not coming to the Commanders games. And you can say it's because of Dan Snyder and we're under new ownership and it's all going to change, but that's not necessarily true. Being a Northern Virginia guy right now, it's impossible to get to the games. It is so hard to get to the games that I have friends who are diehard Commanders fans their entire lives. They will not go to games because it's impossible to get there. It takes half of the day to Cody, get out I just Cody, I hear there. you, bro. I appreciate the call, and I hear what you're saying. My whole thing is this. I think Cody makes a darn good point, and it's, it's a multi-layer situation, I feel like, y'all. The same way Virginia fans, the 10 of you out there that exist, the same way that y'all feel like you don't want to come all the way to Maryland for games, I'm telling you now. My folks in the district and my folks in Maryland are not going to VA for games. They hate going out to VA for camp. I don't ah, I don't know, though. If the stadium was in Ashburn, maybe. Because I'm, I'm trying to make it all make sense. Because I will say this. Being out there at training camp, being out there at OTAs and mandatory minicamp, there are fans that are driving to VA from D.C., in Maryland, but it's only out to Ashburn. That's not deep into Virginia. We're talking about Dumfries and Dulles. You're getting down there, ain't you? I know Dulles is kind of at the tip, right? Closer to Maryland and D.C. But I don't know, man. Well, the main reason why FedEx, like why no one really goes to the games is the public transportation. Like yeah. there's just no public transportation to get there. Right. And their solution for that was Landover and the Blue Line. And I, I, I know, I know. Metro has its own problems, and I don't want to even go down that rabbit hole because we'll, we'll talk about them forever. But I want to take one more call here before we hit the break. Let's go to another Virginia Commanders fan, I hope, Mark in Arlington. What's going on, Mark? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Good. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with the, a lot of the previous callers. D.C. would be the, you know, it's it's the perfect spot for for both parties. You know, I think for, for Marylanders and, and everybody there, um, it would be perfect. Yeah, but um, I, I do also think that uh, you know, just to be real with the FedEx and, and everything there. Thank you. Um, is that it's anytime that there's anytime Dallas comes to town, guess who? Where all the Dallas jerseys in, are coming from? They're coming from Maryland. Maryland. So yes. I, I do. I do think that you know, and I've been a fan. You know, I'm almost forty, so I know what you're talking about being younger and not having that experience. You know where. We've, we've seen winning football and things like that. There's just so many negative memories with FedEx. I mean, there's some good ones, yeah. but there are so many negative ones that I wish that they would renovate RFK. I wish that they would find a way to come up with some money. And if the and if Josh Harris and you know and Magic ain't, ain't able to 
make the magic happen, pun intended. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I mean, the only other thing, I mean, and here's the thing, that a lot of people from Virginia, we are, we've been making the drive to Maryland. We've been doing it, but just. Have y'all though, Mark, because the stadium is empty as hell, bro. Bro, no, well, the, the stadium is, but the parking lot ain't. And the reason being is because nobody wants to go inside. Everyone wants to tailgate. If you look at all those cars out there, I guarantee you all the plates you're going to see are from Virginia. Okay. Out on the green lot, out on the orange lot, I promise you, we're, we're, we're here heavy. Okay. But the difference, the, the thing is, is that, A, the, the last caller kind of pressed on in, in, in the caller before. Mm-hmm. If there's winning football, people are going to say, eh, like, yeah, the drive sucks. Yeah, the parking sucks. Yeah, the traffic sucks. But it's going to feel a lot better driving home with the win than it would be with the loss. And that's I think that's going to be kind of the part that, that plays in here. But, again, to, to your point, to everyone else's point, uh-huh. I think the, the middle ground for everyone is if they found a way to make RFK and get the bouncing rafters back and yes, found a way to make, us, to make us a unique stadium again. Because we were one of the most unique back in the day. And bringing that vibe back is going to bring everybody out. And thanks again for my uh, for taking my call. Really yes, sir, appreciate Mark. Appreciate you tapping in as always, my man. Yeah, look, I love, love taking y'all calls on this, man. Always want to preface everything I say on this show, man. I'm, I'm the youngest in charge with y'all. I'm 25. So there's certain things I can't speak to in terms of the history of the franchise and the history of RFK and the early days at FedEx. But I do know this in terms of the way this fan base is split up. I respect every poll that's taken by the Washington Post. I respect all of that. Y'all not going to sit up here and tell me there are more Commanders fans in Virginia than there are in D.C. and Maryland. you just not. I'm not willing to believe that. You can call me ignorant. You can say I'm hard-headed. You can say I'm ignoring the data. The hell with the data. Because how many Marylanders and D.C. folks do they really interview? Do they really poll? You can't. You can't go out and bet your reputation on poll data when the sample size just clearly isn't big enough. We're talking about 1,000 people. This is a fan base to me that I think has got over 50,000, 100,000 people in it. Yet we're only allowing 1,000 of them to speak for all of us. I just can't get with it, man. We'll go to Commander's Fan in Virginia number 18. It's Marty in Springfield. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting me in. Yes, uh, first of all, uh, to give you a little context, I'm a lifetime Washingtonian. I've lived in D.C., Maryland, and I currently live in Virginia. Okay. Uh, I'm 70 years old. I did 30 years on the police department in Washington, D.C. I'm retired now. And, um, you know, the, the RFK site would be the preferable site because it is in the city and it does have metro access. Any place that has metro access is going to be the preferred site. If you go to the MGM Harbor site, mm-hmm. um, National Harbor site, you're still going to have the same problem with traffic. Can you imagine what the traffic is going to be like on 495, 295, and the Wilson Bridge trying to go to a stadium with 70,000 seats in it? It's going to be a disaster unless there's a metro station there. Yeah. The other part of it is it's going to come down to who puts up the money. Show me the money because the people who own these teams – used other people's money mm-hmm. to make their money. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you're building a stadium for millionaires to play in mm-hmm. and the billionaires to own. And it's not a good value for the taxpayer. 
I can't really afford to go to a game or buy a season ticket because they're so expensive. So I watch it on TV. I agree. I'm the same way, Marty. Yeah, look, I, I appreciate the call, man. I think, and, and I appreciate you all continuing to tap in on this, man. We're having great dialogue and conversation on this. It just, I, I don't know. I don't know. The more and more we talk about this, y'all can, y'all, y'all won, I guess. I guess I'll ring the bell for you guys. You're starting to sell me slightly on the idea of Virginia. Because currently, as the Metro is currently constructed, transportation-wise, that blue line and that silver line, I haven't taken a flight in a while. I believe they've got it now to where you literally walk off the Dulles Metro into the Dulles Airport, right? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's connected. So, stadium near that area as far as what's already out there and the land that's already out there, you probably wouldn't have to go too far from the Metro to the stadium, I'm assuming. And that makes everything easier because the one thing I I love Maryland, I love D.C., and I I want that, if it's not D.C., I want that to be the home, Maryland. But that walk from the Metro to the stadium is crippling. Hills, it's just it's crippling, especially if you're a fat person. I'm a fat person, so I can speak to it. So, whew. yeah, I think as we continue to have more information come out about this, I think we'll get some more answers and things will start to make more sense, hopefully for me at least. Um, like I said, though, we are seven days away from the expected vote on the Washington Commanders and the sale uh, to Josh Harris. We expect for... Let me actually walk that back. I feel like in terms of a stadium, I said it earlier, I feel like we're kind of putting the the cart before the horse. I, we're not going to have a stadium until at least 2028, 2027. I mean, the FedEx lease isn't up until 27. Until 2027. And they still at that point have the option to extend it another year. So it's going to be a while on the stadium talk, y'all. But until then, we're going to keep talking about it. Want to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll switch gears here a little bit. We'll switch things over to the hardwood Damian Lillard and James Harden, two highly decorated NBA guards, both wanting out of their current situation. We'll get the latest on both of them next when Keith Pompey joins the program next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the fan. Welcome back, y'all. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you till 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Before we switch things over to hoops, man, I want to personally give you all a pat on the back, a big shout out, some love, man. I'm trying to show to the listeners out there, man. Plenty of calls I hear throughout the night. I appreciate you all tapping in uh, on the Washington Commanders Stadium search, man. It is going to be very interesting, and I know uh, Commanders fans out there, man, will keep our ears and eyes peeled as more information starts to leak out about where this new potential stadium will be. Right now, though, I wanted to switch gears over to the hardwood uh, to do so. Reoccurring guests here on the program, our good friend Keith Pompey, who covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. What's going on, Keith, man? Yo, what's up, man? How you been? I've been good, man. Trying to trying to keep my head above water, man, between Summer League and watching the Wizards and the other top prospects around the league, man. It has been super exciting. I wanted to have you on, though, man, because although free agency – Started what, like two or three weeks ago? We're still feeling some of the ramifications of that. Uh, we brought you on about a week and a half ago when James Harden opted into his $36 million player option. Uh, at the time, what everyone was saying is that that was with the hopes of Philadelphia being able to facilitate a trade to get him out of uh, Philly. And as we sit here about a week and a half removed from that, what is the latest with James Harden and the Sixers? I mean, the thing is, you know, James still wants to be traded, but this, I don't feel like the Sixers are uh, – are, I don't feel like they want – I mean, they they want to honor his wishes, right? But in order for them to honor his wishes, they have to feel like they're going to get a player of equal value back. Yeah. or And also, you know, a lot of draft picks and stuff like that that you would get for someone – you know, who's a future Hall of Famer, you know, top 75 type performer. And I don't feel like they're going to get that. So with that happening, it's one of those things where, you know, they if they can't get what they want, they're, they want to run it back with James. So, yeah. you know, this is the latest. Now, James still wants to be out. He still wants to go to the Clippers and, you know, he wants to have fun in L.A., <laughs> but the 76ers are one of those things where we're not going to give away a future Hall of Famer for a bunch of role players, you know? Yeah, that, that always interests me, Keith, because the L.A. Clippers is the team that has emerged as where it seems like James wants to force himself to. Let's just say Daryl Morey and you know, company over in Philly got on the phone with the, the GM in, in L.A., I believe it's Lawrence Frank, if if they got on the horn with those guys, you mentioned the return for James would be some role players. We're talking like Marcus Morris. We're talking talking potentially Terrence Mann. We're talking just, just as you alluded to, Keith, just not enough for a player of James Ilk. So we get that. But do you see James Harden not being a good sport in this situation? Now, I know the relationship's good with him and Daryl. Him and Joel are really good friends. Do you see him trying to make this messy if he doesn't get what he wants? Um, 
you know what? I, I, that's to be determined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can say yes or no. Like the yes part is saying, okay, look at the history, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things we saw how people said he came out with the fat suit on in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden he, he said his hamstring was bothering him and he went home to Brooklyn, right? So, uh, but at the same time, sometimes you got to know this is your last strike. Right. And those other points, he had money. Like he had, you know, he he was that guy, the right. first one. And the second one, he got a contract. So I, I feel like when the Sixers didn't really want to pay you the money that you wanted and the market, you know, Houston w- went, went a different direction, it's to a point, are you really going to do this again? Knowing that it's going to hurt you financially with another team because they're saying, well, if he did it to Daryl, he did it to three other teams. Why should we think he's not going to do it to us? Huh. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that he can't. Like you, you, you know, I don't think it will be a good on his behalf to to you know force his way out like yeah. he did the other two spots. Yeah, it would be uh, not a good look, man. The the whole crazy part about all of this, Keith, and you've kind of alluded to this, talking about the value that they expect in return. We're talking about James Harden, Keith. Like, going back to what, 2020, 2019? Like, he was, there was a consensus that he was like a top four player in the sport. He had three straight seasons averaging 30-plus points. Had postseason success. You fell short, obviously. When we talk about James Harden here in 2023, whether it's in a different location or in Philadelphia, Keith, do you think James Harden, from a skill set standpoint, is still a valuable player in this league as far as a starter in this league? I mean, you know, I do. I still think he is. I mean, but I, but I think he's a different type of player now. Like, I mean, think about it. You know, last year he led the league in assists, and and a lot of that was, you know, had to do with, you know, him being a pass first type of guy, you know, that was his focus. And playing with Joel Embiid. And playing with Joel Embiid. But but I do believe that if he thinks that, you know, hey, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be this guy who, uh, you know, who's going to score all these points and do all this, then no. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, you know, he's he could probably start, but he's not going to be that guy. But I'm here to tell you, like, I mean, if, if him as a facilitator – and that, yeah, he's still an elite player that way. It's just that it changed. You know, his role just has changed. Keith, I want to read some numbers off to you here to kind of illustrate the drop-off that James Harden has had here over the past three seasons. 2022-2023 postseason, he averaged 20 points per game uh, to go along with eight assists. The year before that, it was 18.6 points with eight assists. The year before that, it was 20 with eight assists. The three years prior to that, Keith, 28 and a half points in the postseason. 28 and a half points. 31 and a half. 29 and a half. The drop off from him as a scorer, to me, I don't think it necessarily just has to do with the role that he's playing. I feel like with the rule change and him not getting to the free throw line as often because of that rule change, his whole game, it seems like, has had to change. And it's taken a couple of years for him to get adjusted to it. But when you see a performance like he had in game one of the Eastern Conference semis against Boston, it's hard, Keith, to feel like, man, 
he can't do that on a consistent basis. Nah, but it, yeah, you're right. See, part of the there's two things that's going on right now. Yes, he has lost the steps. He has, um, you know, what I mean, he's not the guy that he used to be a little bit. But also, we got to understand something. When he when he was in Houston, it was kind of like a Allen Iverson when in 2001, where he was the first, second, third, <laughs> and fourth option. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to Brooklyn, and then he has to share the court with KD. Tyree was hurt in the in the playoffs, but so you know you, you understand what I'm saying. And now he yeah. goes here, comes to Philly, and this is Joel Embiid's team. So the numbers are going to be down, but at the same time, you are correct. He has lost a step, um, you know, and 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 that. But but I do think that you know it's a different type of role because think about it when. Yeah. He he did have forty five that first game, but he was the first, second, and third option. He right. wasn't the fourth. He was the first, second, and third. And then once Joel came back, then you saw there were spacing problems. You know they were getting in each other's way. So I, I, even though you know it's both of them, is 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 father is the uh, father Tom, excuse me, mm-hmm. and is also that type of basketball in Houston was just more like, let's just have this guy score as many points as he can right. and hope and pray we can outscore the other team. Keith, I want to run one more number by you. I didn't realize it was this bad as far as his efficiency in the postseason. Keith, the last two years, James Harden has played a combined 23 playoff games. He's shooting sub-40% from the field. I am yeah. stunned by that. So Yeah, it speaks to what you said, man. We're up against it. I want to get your thoughts on Damian Lillard before we get you out of here. We've heard what Joe Cronin had to say from your vantage point, Keith, and we've kind of touched on this with you before. Do you feel like Joe Cronin owes anything to the Blazers, and would you feel some type of way if they sent him somewhere he didn't want to go? You know, I think they bundled this thing from the gate up. I feel like Joe Cronin should have done with with uh, the Brooklyn Nets did with the Phoenix Suns. It was one of those things where my yeah. man said he, he traded. The next thing you know, real quick, fast, and okay, what y'all want? What y'all willing to give up for him? <laughs> right. you, you know what I mean? And, right. and got it out of the way. The more you wait and then he starts coming out saying, this is the only team I want to go to, you, you kind of lose leverage. Yep. And, any, and no GM out there is trying to trade for a guy who doesn't want to be there, especially give up a lot. So I think Joe Cronin, um, they they messed this up. The moment Dame had a meeting with with him, Dame and his agent had a meeting. They should have been calling the Miami Heat, saying, "Look, let's go. What y'all trying to do? What y'all yeah. trying to do?" Yeah, man. Timing is everything in the NBA, Keith. You know that, and seems like the timing on this one isn't going to work out in the Blazers' favor. I always appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me, my man. Yes, sir. That is Keith Pompey, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers for the latest uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers. I want to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. One final segment. And I'll touch on something we wanted to talk about earlier in the show. Ben Standing of the Athletic put together Washington's all-Dan Snyder era team. I'll tell you who I think was the best player of the Daniel Snyder era next.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. On the fan. All righty. One to final segment here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. We got the JR Sport Brief coming up in about 10 minutes or so. It's been a blast with you all, man. I want to give a big shout out to our pal Keith Pompey, who joined us in the last segment. He covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. If you missed any of my conversation with Keith, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back to the 840 segment. My conversation with Keith Pompey, he gave us his two cents on what he thinks is going to happen between James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers. One final segment, though, before we put a bow on tonight. And a tease that we touched on it earlier in the show, uh, we ended up not getting to it because of the litany of calls that we had uh, on where fans want to see a new Washington Commander Stadium at. Appreciate you all tapping in with that as well. Um, Right now, though, I want to look at Ben Standing of The Athletic put together Washington's all-Dan Snyder era team and give you all a little bit of a radio insider right now, peeling the curtain back 110%. For whatever reason, my debit card is acting a fool right now, and my subscription to The Athletic is, like, not working, kind of. It's very weird. And y'all probably thinking, damn, he's broke. The Athletic's only a dollar right now, I believe. My card's not working, though, so I can't. Look at what Ben Standig put together. So I thought me and Eminem would put our twist on it. I'll go first, and then Eminem will follow up. You all can tap in if you want to here real quick. 1-800-636-1067. Who do you think is the best player of the Daniel Snyder era? I think it is a pretty easy answer to that question if you've been watching. Lucky for me, I don't think anybody that predates my fandom was good enough to be considered the greatest uh, commander Redskin football teamer during the Dan Snyder era? My answer is none other than Trent Silverback Williams. The, what was he, the number three overall pick of the draft back in 2010, the first pick of the Mike Shanahan era. And Trent Williams, first ballot Hall of Famer, is absolutely horrendous the way that he departed here from Washington. But yeah, I don't even think it's I don't even think it's close, man. Trent Williams, really from what? After he got popped for the for for smoking pot. After that, psh, Trent Williams was a dog. Dog. You know what I'm saying? Like it was uh it's impressive. It's impressive to watch him play the game. And the one thing I also appreciated, because 
I played offensive line and defensive line in high school and college. Trent Williams, for my money still to this day, Eminem, is the drippiest offensive lineman in the league. Not even close. Not even close. Did you want to share who you thought is the best player of the Daniel Snyder era? Yeah, my one seed is going to be the great, the late, great Sean Taylor. Yeah. Rest in peace. That guy was destined to be one of the best DBs of all time. Got to put Sean Taylor on that. On that list. It's a very good answer. I don't have the opportunity to screen the call right now, but I'm assuming you want to tap in and give your greatest commander of the Dan Snyder era. Hello? You want to give your greatest commander of the Dan Snyder era? Tress Way. Tress Way? Is this this Mrs. Way? (laughs) That's a a, a bombshell of an answer. Dude, come on. I mean, consistency over this era? Yes, ma'am. 100%. I think... Trustway 100% makes my top 10 list. I appreciate the call. I did not expect that, and it just shows how much clout our guy Trustway has around the area, man. Another player, this is one of my favorite mm-hmm. Washington players of all time, Mr. London Fletcher. He Fletch. was a dog. Number 59 himself, man. Doc Walker was telling me a story about two weeks back. London Fletcher used to throw up before every game. He literally used to puke before every single game. Crazy. Just off the top of my head, he led... The NFC in tackles, or he led at least. I, think, I believe he led the NFL in tackles at one point. Yeah, he was for, just while, a, while he was here. He was a weapon. That guy was awesome to watch. He definitely was, man. That's gonna do it though. Here for this Thursday night edition of Overtime. Appreciate you all tapping into the show per usual. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter and Instagram, pay attention. It's at n e l l underscore btp, man. It is gonna be a whirlwind of the next seven days, man. If you heard the announcement earlier, we got a party coming up at the bullpen next week, Thursday. Be there, be square. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 